Jiminy Cricket here with an important safety reminder. As we turn south, you can catch a glimpse of the spires of Space Mountain in the Magic Kingdom. Nearby is Disney's Contemporary Resort. I confess I am excited to see Mickey. Uh, it's always uh, nice to meet a world leader uh, who has bigger ears than me. Wayne, thank goodness you're all right. Is everything okay? Honey, I shrunk the... W. everybody, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 344 for the week of December 1st, 2013. I'm here to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience and bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with this podcast, my videos, blog, live broadcasts, special events, my Walt Disney World trivia books, audio tours, and more. Again, you can find everything over at www.radio.com. So as we celebrate Thanksgiving this week in the United States, it made me think about the many things and people in Disney that I'm thankful for, and thus this week's segment was born. We'll take a look at our top 10 things we're thankful for in Walt Disney World. Not just one day a year, but every day. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, and pose a new audio challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned, I'll have some updates and announcements as well as more of your voicemails at the end of the show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. I love Thanksgiving, but I actually kind of dislike the fact that we, we kind of need to make a holiday out of things that we should be thankful for each and every day. You know, and I, not to get all preachy, but, you know, Veterans Day and Mother's Day and other holidays, these are things that we should celebrate, appreciate, and recognize every day. But in the spirit of the season, uh, while I was thinking about things that I am thankful for personally, I was thinking about Walt Disney World, and I realized there are certainly many things there that I am thankful for as well. And so was born this week's show. The top 10 things that we're thankful for in Walt Disney World. And speaking of being thankful, I am truly grateful to Tim Bananas Foster from Guide to the Magic and Celebrations Magazine for not just joining me on the show again this week, but for his friendship and his support over these many, many, very long, often tiring years. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I hey, think that was I'm, a compliment. I, th I, th I, th <laughs> I stopped listening. At, you had me at bananas. <laughs> I was done. If you would have stopped at bananas, you probably would have been <laughs> a lot right happier. <laughs> so, yeah. um, it's Tim, seriously, I am, uh, you know, we always have top tens. You are the, you are the go-to guy because everybody else says no, but it is, oh, I am thankful to have you back. And I'm also thankful, not just to you. But to you, yeah. the listener, you know, each and every one of you. And actually, this week, um, I appreciate the fact that we have an, a listener, Scott Cornelius, joining us as well. Scott, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. 
It well, it's, it's good to have. So uh, tell tell the listeners and remind me how did you how did you win this? How did you or did you enter a contest and lose? How did you actually come on to do the That's top ten? That's how I got here. <laughs> we entered a contest. <laughs> yeah, we lost. I know. I know. <laughs> well, you asked for the most qualified ten individuals <laughs> to contact you about being on the show, but the only one that responded was me. So so here we are. No, um, it was part of the auction to raise money for the um, for the kids that uh, you know, with the uh, Make a Wish, um, and it was my pleasure and, and privilege to uh, to be able to donate to such a, a great cause. And I really appreciate you guys uh, allowing us, the listeners and the fans, to participate with you guys in raising funds uh, for these kids. Well, thank you. And this, look, this is not the first time that you've done this. I know uh, we had played mini- we played golf last year. And when I say golf, I mean, of course, miniature golf, because that's my speed and the only clubs that, I can, <laughs> that I'm tall enough to, uh, to hold. So we had a lot of fun, and I appreciate your... Uh, very, very generous contributions to the Dream Team Project, which go obviously uh, all to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So um, this should be a lot of fun. And I think obviously it is certainly very timely with Thanksgiving uh, being just in a few days here in uh, in the U.S. But again, I, like I said, I think there are things that we should be thankful for all the time. And it really got me thinking about things in Walt Disney World that we are thankful for. And Scott, you saw how much pre-show prep goes into these segments, which is basically none. Tim and I don't talk about these ahead of time. Uh, Our interpretation of things that we're thankful for may be very similar. It could be very different. Same thing for yours as well. I don't know if they're going to be individual attractions or items or things or people or more uh, in a general sense. So what I will let you do, Scott Cornelius, since you are the very special guest tonight and top 10 obviously is going to be a misnomer because there's three of us and we never do 10 anyway. So give no, us, we always a, nail that one anyway. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure there's going to be overlap so we can certainly uh, chime in on each other's list, but God, give us in no particular order or the thing that you're most thankful for. One of the things that you are thankful for in Walt Disney world. Well, I, I have a list here and, um, and uh, no particular order. As you said, so I'll just go with number one, and that is the family environment at uh, Walt Disney World, because um, there are so many attractions that the whole family can enjoy together, from the smallest little ones up to grandma and grandpa. Um, but not only that, there's plenty to do for the family members that, that don't particularly like rides and attractions. Uh, you know, they may like the shows better, uh, shopping. There's plenty to do for everybody in the family. And I really appreciate that. I love it. I love it. And actually, it's something not on my list, but I, but it's, you know, it, it's, and these are some of the things that maybe we don't think about. But as you say it, you're like, yeah, I am kind of, uh, I'm thankful for that as well, too. So, Tim, Tim Foster will do age before beauty. I don't know. What is it? Older to younger, whatever. You can go next. Well, I'm younger and more beautiful, so I would have won them both. <laughs> um, I, I, I know I'm going to grab one of yours with this one, and so I'm getting it out of the way. Um, one of the things I am always most thankful for every time I visit Walt Disney World or call them on the phone or anything is the cast members. Besides the 
attractions, the resorts, and all the wonderfulness that is Walt Disney World, we all know that the heart and soul of Walt Disney World are the cast members that bring the magic to life. And we've talked about it so many times, so many stories we've heard, our own stories, stories from listeners um, about the wonderful things that cast members do to go above and beyond what you would expect to make your experience as a guest magical and beyond anything you want, whether it's uh, a friend of mine who had a they're at a restaurant and their child had an allergy to eggs and they just a simple question what can they eat what can they not eat and not only did they go through everything but the head chef whipped up a special batch of no egg brownies just for this child and they'll never forget that as long as they live i will never forget dan the super waiter who gave me an extra helping of cream spinach <laughs> which i got for christmas for three years running from everybody who listened and um and even even a recent trip I'm I'm trying to organize to get down there and I've changed my reservation fifty times and made everyone confused. Every step of the way the cast members are just friendly and helpful and, and magical and every superlative you can heap on them. And uh and, and that's what I'm thankful for. They put the magic in Magic Kingdom and the Ep and Epcot and blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, you did take. Look, it was number one on my list, and I, I almost just right. And, and I, I didn't know if I should save it for last or just get it out of the way first, so we can all sort of pile on in a good way on this. That one, because I think that probably is. The and, and I think it was anything, number three on my list. It, it was number one. As a matter of fact, Ken, you just took out two on my list. You see, nice job. How did I do two? Yeah. Oh, anyway, go ahead. Well, so. The, uh, yeah, right. It, it was it was the no egg brownies. That was the other one on his list. Was the no egg brownies? But I, I, look, we can we can and we have talked about on a full segment about the cast members. I, you know, we can't sort of over or understate their value, their importance, and how they make our experience a different. Again, I continue to go to the parks uh, on both coasts. You know, I was just in Disneyland last week, and again, I was so incredibly impressed at the cast members in some of the most menial, tedious tasks they, they put their heart and soul into, you know, from the guy who is the, the jungle or the jingle cruise skipper giving it his 150%. He brought his A game. He made that experience so good that I went to the lead afterward and said how impressed I was with the cast member to everybody that I encountered at the resort. And I think it goes here. And, and look, I think we could sort of boil this down to the fact that it really comes from the top down, this sort of trickle down philosophy of every cast member has a single purpose, a single job, a single mission to fill, right? And that is three words, make people happy. The skills that they learn in traditions afterwards are, are secondary to that goal. That is the thing that drives each and every cast member, and that is why our experiences in the parks are so exceptional. That's why we're here on a show talking about Disney World, not because the attractions are awesome and the food is even more awesomer, which it is, but it's because of those people. So it's the fact that they have this mission to make us happy makes the difference. So I agree wholeheartedly. Absolutely, and it even extends to the medical staff in the parks. Um, a couple of years ago, my family was down there, and my oldest daughter, Callie, um, got dehydrated at the end of the day at Epcot. 
And so my wife took her by the first aid station, and they could not have been more gentle, sweet to her, uh, just took such great care of her. Um, and just incredible. Yeah, and that's the thing. Scott, I think you make a great point, is that it doesn't matter what role they play in the cast. And I think one of the, the best examples are the custodial staff. The custodial staff goes through two weeks of training, not because they need to learn the technical aspects of, of, of a broom and a, and, a, and a bucket, but it's about their interactions with the guests, of which they have so many because they are the people that are sort of seen everywhere. Those are the people that are almost most approachable by guests when they have a question, and that's why their role is so very vital, and they are very much empowered with this ability to make guests happy. And I think, and I, and I love that, how it's sort of, Every role is um, is equal in that in that in that mission. So uh, I am going to go from my number one on my list to it should be no surprise to you. Number two on my list, shocker of all shockers, is there are dining <laughs> options aplenty. <laughs> so, Wait a minute, I'm to pick myself up off. The, I was well, just going to say, I think you broke a record for getting food into the. Uh, I figured if I didn't do it, somebody else would. So I'm not going to let you steal it. I just defer to you. Look, but you know, I I say this half jokingly, but it's true because there is something for every palate, every budget to your point, Scott, every special need, right? How many people do we know that say, Hey, I can only take my kids to vacation at Disney world because they have these special needs, these special dietary requirements and nobody does it like Disney. Right. There's always new experiences. Be our guests. Monsieur Paul. They take, uh, uh, you know, longstanding classic spaces and reimagine them like California Grill. They take twists on traditional items like the ice cream shop of name I cannot pronounce. Lardes and Glaces in France. Food and wine festival. The, the, the food over at Flower and Garden. I mean, there, you really can sort of go on a culinary adventure in the parks you can almost have a second park map just to explore all the different food items because you know again for the the first time visitor you will realize very quickly it is very much not about burgers and nuggets and fries there is exceptional dining there are things that will really give you a chance to expand your culinary palate a little bit and, and be a little daring and have some fun and be adventurous while you eat and some exceptional food as well I just wanted to dispel a rumor that I do not sit in front of the funnel cake stand 12 hours a day and eat. I don't know where that started. Well, they deliver it to your room now, right? They deliver it right to your oh, suite at the Grand Floridian. I know, I know. And that's, that's the, that, I, that was actually one of my most thankful moments, but I'll skip that because if anyone sends me funnel cake for Christmas, I'm going to scream. Oh, we'll, we'll, I'll be posting your address in the show notes. All right, Scott, let's go back to you. <laughs> Scott. And, and uh, not just the variety of the food, but the quality um, of the food is, uh, you don't expect that type of quality at a theme park, but it's exceptional. And if you go to places like Trails End, the quantity of the food is good, too, because yeah. you can just... <laughs> yes. I know, Tim. Home runs on both accounts. I know. You're rolling your eyes. All right, Scott, what's next on your list? Okay, next on my list um, are the queue lines. Because the the queues are really part of the attraction itself. 
they begin telling the story and setting the scene for what you're going to experience in the queue. It's not just a boring set of switchbacks. Um, and then now the new interactive cues um, that help you pass the time, particularly with my family. We have four kids. So anything in the line that can hold their attention, can immerse them in the story, um, is a great help to us because you get to the end of the line, you go, wow, I didn't realize I've been waiting for X number of minutes. You know that we yeah. certainly agree because Tim and I, I think we've done our, our, our top 10 favorite cues in Walt Disney World. And again, I think that top 10 list was about top 62 or somewhere around oh, there. Oh, yeah. I, I was actually going to say, and touche, because you stole one back from me, so we're even. <laughs> I was going to say, I was actually going to say I was thankful for long lines at Walt Disney World in past years because they lead to things like fast pass and interactive cues and, uh, you know, ways to, that Disney works to make your experience better all the way around. And, and you touched on the, the, the cues. Use the new ones, interactive ones, all the whole thing. Fantastic. Oh, wait, it's my turn, isn't it? It is your turn. Yeah. It is. All right. I'm going to, this, this one's, uh, this one is in, in that follow me with this one. Wait, what's our term for that? Go with me here. Follow me, boys. Follow, follow me, boys. This is, a, this is an odd one, I think. I'm going kind of around the circle here. My next thing I'm thankful for is a, a situation that an instance of selfishness, greed, short-sightedness, and corporate stinginess that I'm thankful for. <laughs> Just so you know, Lou Mangello and W Radio, we completely divest ourselves of anything Tim Foster says from this moment on. They, these opinions did not reflect those of me or the show. This will make sense. The, 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 what I'm thankful for are, were these, the short-sighted, selfish activities of a gentleman named Charles Mintz, who, for those who don't know, and everybody probably does know, because sure, I think we've talked about this many times, uh, goes way back to the early days of Walt Disney's uh, earliest forays into animation, where he, uh, at the um, request of Charles Mintz in the studio and all that kind of stuff, um, came up with the character of, of Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, which did well, leading Walt to a trip to New York with the hope of redoing his contract for bigger and better things and a brighter future, only to be confronted by one Charles Mintz who realized that since Walt Disney didn't own the copyright to Oswald and Universal Studios did, that he didn't need them. You're going to take a pay cut. By the way, I hired all your animators. And have a nice day. And so, you know, due to that instance of, you know, short-sighted corporate greed on the part of Charles Mintz, Walt Disney went home. Instead of throwing in the towel and calling it a day, came up with Mickey Mouse, which led to... Uh, full-length movies, which led to parks, which got the whole thing rolling. It all started with the mouse, but it all started really with a selfish act on a part of a man named Charles Mintz, who, if it wasn't for him, who knows what would have happened? Who knows how it would have turned out? So in an odd way, I'm thankful for Charles Mintz being kind of not a nice guy. So the quote really the, the, 
happens is Oswald is back in the fold. Yeah, That's right. We traded, we, we traded him for a sportscaster and I'll a draft choice to be in the right. It's a miracle. <laughs> So Tim Foster is a man who believes in being selfish. All right, I just wanted to make sure I extracted what the real message from that was. Good. And in, this in the true sense of Thanksgiving. <laughs> in the terms of, be selfish, kids. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I got, I, I got where you were, I got. There's two biscuit left? It, it did. Uh, <laughs> we did have to definitely go with you. It was a long journey that we took with you. but it was a long journey. So we're talking. I'm about with you. you. I'm with you, Tim. All right. All right. So is it uh, is it back to me? Is it is it I back to so. me? Yes. Did I mention food already? Have I talked about food yet? No. Uh, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to um, I'm going to go with uh, something that I, they the only way I can sort of term it is maybe I'm really thankful for this sense of nostalgia and more importantly. The fact that that Walt Disney World continues to preserve the classics, and what I mean by that is, attractions like the Mansion and Pirates and Small World, these these early opening day attractions, ones that have their roots back in Disneyland and even earlier, have for the most part remained the same. They have kept the integrity of those attractions. Most importantly, they have kept those attractions here. But as time has gone on, there has also been this wonderful sense of nostalgia. The return of Captain EO, the Orange Bird, the Electrical Parade, special events like Epcot's 30th, the Magic Kingdom 40th, the, the retro maps, Destination Ds, the merchandise, the pins, the vinyls. And I think this really goes back to my first thing I'm thankful for, which is the cast members, right? The designers, the artists, the imagineers, these are the people who are clearly fans first, that they are the champions of, hey, let's bring back Captain EO. Let's let's re let's resurrect like a phoenix. The orange bird rose again to the joys and, and cheers of many fans like myself. And what I is love with that. You with the orange bird. Huh? No, good. <laughs> Sorry, I I know I just compared the orange bird. Love that bird. <laughs> Love that bird. He's a phoenix. <laughs> so, <laughs> but he did, and I and I and I really like the fact that they do not forget where they come from. As much as as advanced as they are making in, in technology and new properties and 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 new things that they're introducing to the parks, they don't forget the originals. They make them even better, and they bring back things that sometimes people have forgotten about. Yes, I know I'll never see 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea again, but it's nice when we see tributes and we see, you know, merchandise and things like that because these people really truly embrace that and the fact that they bring those into the parks and and they continue to preserve that in the parks, I am truly very 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 thankful for that. Amen. And the next big Amen. attraction we're all waiting for, Captain EO2. Exactly. <laughs> no, wait, what? <laughs> I'm still hoping for a return of horizons. The return. Scott is going to be uh, holding his breath for a long. So what is that? What is your next big attraction that you're looking forward to, Tim? Uh, the, the, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. We're going all the way back to where it started, princess-wise. I thought you were so, going. I was like, is he going back to Avatar? Is that, is that where you have uh, nostalgia? I forgot about that. Nostalgia yeah. for Avatar, nostalgia I'm for nostalgic Star Wars. nostalgic for um, Funnel no. Cake. You're nostalgic for Funnel yeah, Cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Scott. Get, try and get this train back on the rails. You said train. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this may be a little uh, 
go with me here. Oy. But I love, I, I'm, I'm just going to sit back <laughs> for this one. But I am very thankful for the mental rest that I have at Disney. So Disney is probably the only vacation spot that we go to that as soon as we hit Disney property, this amazing thing happens. My worries and cares melt away. Um, I never watch the news while I'm at Disney. I just don't want to be bothered with it. Um, but those those worries, the cares, the planning for the week, the thinking of work and all that doesn't come back until we start driving home, which probably is the main reason the drive home is so depressing. But while we're there, that mental rest is uh, is very welcomed, and I'm thankful for it. I, I think we all agree, even as somebody who, who lives very close by, I mean, I don't go to the parks all the time, but you're right, when I do, and I'm not there to, I have to put an air quotes, work, when I'm not there to work, it very much does that. I think we all sort of still understand and get that sense of how when you sort of step foot into the bubble, which I mean in a very affectionate way, uh, you very, you know, Disney does a very good job of helping you forget about what is going on in real life and sort of putting those cares and worries behind you. So I, I think that's a, a great thing to be thankful for. By work, you meant eat, right? Well, yeah. Now, let okay. you know, as long as we're clear, <laughs> we're all yeah. on the same page. No, I, I couldn't agree all hardly. We, we, how many times have we talked about the escape from the real world? And that's what it's all about. Is it my turn? It is your uh, turn. Uh, let's see. Oh, so many to choose from. I'm going to be. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna be uh, thankful for another person, but this is in a good way. Um, I, I think. I don't know if any one of us is going to say it. And this is. Uh, Scott, pay attention. This is how you squeeze two into one. Although, Lou, I kind of counted. You kind of snuck five into the last one you did, but that's okay. Um, we're all thankful, of course, for Walt Disney, the man, and if. One of you has that on your list. That's all I'm going to say on the subject. But maybe we'll end on that. I'm not sure. But I, I, I want to express my thanks to another individual who oftentimes goes unsung but was just as important, and that's Walt's brother, Roy Disney. And I, I'm, well, I'm thankful for Roy Disney and all that he did, and, and all that he did was so behind the scenes but so important to everything that Walt Disney did. Uh, if it wasn't for Roy Disney, there, there wouldn't be anything. There wouldn't be studios. There wouldn't be uh, Snow White. There wouldn't be Disneyland. There certainly wouldn't be a Walt Disney World. Um, as we know, Walt Disney passed away far too young before Walt Disney World was created and Roy came out of retirement to see that it was completed renaming it Walt Disney World in honor of his brother and for make sure we all remembered the man behind everything we see. But, um, you know, everybody knows Walt Disney, of course, but um, I, it is nice to remind everybody of his brother and his legacy and how much he meant to, the, to everything that Disney stands for and that he was just as important and we should be just as thankful for everything he contributed as much as Walt did. I'm thankful that you know who Roy Disney is. <laughs> All right, and his, and his initial is, oh, how about that? 
Tim, I thought for sure that was the one on my list that neither of you would have. You had that one? I'm absolutely. I'm a CPA. How could I not have wow. Roy Disney on my list? Well, you really. <laughs> I had him right, right under Walt. Wow. I don't know Buddy. if this is a good or bad thing that I did I, not have Roy on my list. There you go. Not well, that I'm I, not thankful for him. I'm probably well, more thankful to Roy than I am Charles Mintz, but he was not on my <laughs> list. He did not make the cut. Neither did Al Michaels. Al Michaels also not on my list. Uh, what is on my list, and I'm going to save my best, I think, for last, but what is on my list in terms of things that I'm thankful for, this one is, as long as we're in the spirit of go with me here, this one may be a go with me here, because believe it or not, I'm thankful for things like the special events in Walt Disney World. Right? I, I really, I, I like the fact that when you go to Walt Disney World, there is always usually something special going on where you can plan trips around certain times of year for certain things that you want to see. And if you think about it, there's a ton, right? Food and wine, flower and garden, the concerts, Star Wars weekends, Halloween, Christmas, Festival of the Masters, Car Masters weekend, Marathon weekend, the sporting events. There's like all kinds of add-on tours and extra experiences. So if you think that you've seen and done it all in Disney, there's always something else that you can sort of add on to the experience, right? Whether it's something going on inside the parks, you want to dip your toe in the waters of a marathon event, you want to do a behind-the-seeds tour, you want to do a driving experience, you want to drive a Ferrari, you want to go to Festival of the Masters or, or you know, go diving with the, in, the, in, the, in the tank at, at Living Seas. There is always something that you can sort of choose from on this menu that you or maybe somebody that maybe isn't all that keen about the idea of going for Disney, you can find something that's going to be really kind of special for you or for them, right? So it's like, hey, I always want to take surfing lessons. You can do that at Disney, right? You want to learn more about Walt. You want to do this wild Africa trek. You want to come during a special time of year when, when Festival of the Masters is going on. I mean, there's always something really cool that you can do if you want to add on to your experience. And, and I like that, you know, especially somebody now who is local. I like the fact that there is always um, something to look forward to, something new and unique and something to sort of, you know, plus it up to use a Disney term. Very nice. What was your marathon time? I might wait. What? Uh, I'm sorry. How, how was the food at food and water? <laughs> my marathon. Oh, when I, when I did my half, when I did the half marathon, did you? I did. I did a half marathon in 2008. I was one and done, baby. One and done. All right. It only Good. it only took me 16 hours. What? <laughs> I think I came in second. No, it, I did it in under three hours. <laughs> I did, it was the, the Kenyan guy, and then me, and then 30,000 other people. No, I um I did it in under three hours. I've said before, it was one of the best experiences I've ever had. I loved it so much, I swore I would never do it again because I didn't want to sort of taint what a good experience I have. But you know, we have yeah, the that's running why team. You're not doing that's it. why I'm not doing it. Look, these little legs were not made for running, okay? <laughs> um, but I do the 5Ks now, and we've got the running team, and you can see how, how popular that, that has really become. So these things really, um, they've gone beyond endurance events to community events and, and social events and fun events. And that's, that's why doing the 5k is a, is a blast because anybody could just sort of get up that morning and, and, you know, say, you know what, I'm, I can do this 5k. We can walk it together. And yes, my utility belt did have food on it last year as it will in 2014. So that's good. Well, you're a sprinter anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I really, you know, as I get closer to the finish line, that's really where I, I hit my stride. Did you fall on the finish line or actually 
cross finish. Uh, I I crossed. I did like a chariots of fire slow motion kind of thing. I was like, uh, it was like Rocky Balboa and Apollo Creed running down the beach, arms up in the air, like oh yeah. But I, you know, they only ran a hundred yards. I ran, I don't even know. And ran by ran, I mean, I actually just completed thirteen point one miles, barely. I, I'm always fascinated by the wild tangents we go on when we're doing. <laughs> I'm wondering why you would want to run 13 or 26 miles with no one chasing you. Or there's no, well, for some event, but see, Disney's smart. For some events, there's food at the end. The wine and dine have oh, okay. You finish, we give you food. I have a feeling after 26 miles, that'd be the last thing I'd want. But I'm not you, but I don't walk in your running, run in your running shoes, so I can't. Speak. I think, you know, Scott, I'm sure that we could convince Tim Foster to come down for Marathon Weekend and participate in an event. Tim, do it for the children. Oh, I'm doing. I'm I'm a walker, not a runner. But I have a feeling that you know people have like are holding out cups of water for the runners. There were people holding out egg rolls for you, weren't there? <laughs> Listen, whatever gets you, it's like the carrot in front of the donkey, man. Whatever gets you to the finish line. Right. It's all We're holding turkey eggs out, right? <laughs> right. Thanksgiving. Yeah. What round are we on here, Lou? I think I, I, this is probably, I think we were up to 62, 63 at this point. So, Scott, why don't you give us your last one, the, the big one? Give us the big enchilada, and, and you two, and I have a feeling that we all may be in the same ballpark here. So, uh, uh-huh. Scott, and then Tim, and then me. Okay. Okay, let's let me look at my list and see if I have uh, a couple that I can uh, include, like uh, (laughs) mesh them together. No, um, uh, probably the biggest one I have left is that I'm thankful that Disney provides a point of connection um, to meet so many great new friends that otherwise we wouldn't know. Um, you know, to, to be down there and get a big handshake uh, or a hug from from you, Lou, or Glenn, uh, Becky. Um, I mean, I could go on and on. Just the great folks that um, that I've been able to meet, and I know so many of your other listeners have been able to meet uh, because Disney provides that common point of connection for us. I'm very thankful for that. Amen, brother. I, I am with you a thousand percent. Um, I know you and so are the people who are my, my closest friends now solely because of everything that has sort of um, rippled out from Disney World itself, you know, and it ends up being, you know, the book and the shows and the events and things like that. That's where it comes from. And the community that, that you guys have created around this, I, I agree, is uh, is truly something very, very, very special. And I am grateful for that every day. I, I, I thank God and I thank you guys every day for that. Timmy needs a hug. Oh, don't, you come down here, brother. You'll get yourself a hug. I, oh, I promise you. Down. I still remember the meet. I was there at one of your, uh, as fortunate enough to be at one of your meets, which is a wonderful experience. <laughs> Everybody go. But, and you were, um, I don't even know who it was, but it was a very nice gentleman. But I swear he was seven feet ten. And, um, and he picked he picked all of us up and gave us these massive bear hugs. You remember that? And spun us around. And <laughs> do you remember this? My therapist told please me say, not, not to focus. Yes, <laughs> Listen, that. I don't remember that meet. I don't know what meet you were at, but <laughs> uh, I'm gonna stop talking now. All right. So let's see. <laughs> 
for my last one. All right. We're the haunted mansion is not what I'm thankful for, you know, like, but when you're going through and you get to the ballroom and you look down on that dining room table and you see those three plates, I am thankful for hidden Mickey's. Wow. Wait a minute. What? Sure. Yes. I am thankful for hidden Mickey's and well, I'm thankful for hidden Mickey's as a g- general term for the detail that is everywhere you find in Walt Disney World. From the hidden Mickeys themselves to uh, the tributes to Disney legends, Imagineers, to the inside jokes, to the references, to lost attractions. Um, They're everywhere. It's a treasure trove of things to find. This isn't just a place as we've talked about before, and I think you said earlier in the show, that this isn't just a park with a bunch of rides in it. This is a place that has history and depth and detail and is put together by people with uh, an unbelievable sense of imagination and an eye to attention and, and uh, looking to pay homage to the past, the present, even the future. And it's, it's those details and those little things to look for, and the fact that you every time you go, you discover something new that makes that's part of what makes the whole Walt Disney World experience so much different than anywhere else you could go. Like you don't find these things in other parks and other places and other attractions that you go to. Um, it's it speaks to the Imagineers, it speaks to the cast members, it speaks to Walt Disney who set all of this in motion. This idea that we're going to do it bigger. We're going to do it better than we ever did before. And we're going to reach for that extra level and we're going to put it into everything we do, whether it's the biggest show there or the littlest tiny details on the sidewalk as you walk by. Everything you go is going to be full of that Disney magic. That's what I'm thankful for. I love you, man. You're preaching to the choir. Oh, I oh, dig that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Listen, you know I'm yeah. all about the details. I'm all about the details Amen. and. And uh, call it the layers of the onion, the, the layers of the, the cake, layers whatever, of the onion, whatever that's you want to call it. But that's what it is. And that's what it is. And that's why um, you're right. It's, uh, you know, if they weren't there, we would notice. We don't realize. We don't notice them all the time. But if they weren't there, we would notice. And it really helps to sort of complete the story. And that's what other places don't have. Um, I, I like the fact that you brought it around to Walt Disney because that's where I'm going. Hey. Uh, I think we sort of all sort of figure this, uh, but I will. It, it's sort of a two in one, right? Because I'm thankful for one man's dream, not necessarily sort of the the you know philosophical one man's dream, but one man's dream, the attraction, right? And more importantly, the fact that they keep Walt in Walt Disney World, right? You you can go and check out one man's dream if you go back to show number one hundred forty. We do a very very detailed walkthrough and discussion about one man's dream, but it really gives you a look into Walt Disney, the man, his successes, his failures, how this all sort of came to be. But there's also so many places that you can find Walt Disney in Walt Disney World. And and show number 298, that's exactly what we did. We went park by park 
for places that you can find some of those homages you referenced to, nice use of the word homage, homage. but uh, to Walt Disney, right? From Main Street USA to the the, the, the windows, the, the uh, railroad station, the partner statue, the, the Keppel sign in Liberty Square, Carrollwood, Holly Vermont Realty, the Oscars, the Plains. I mean, there are, there are so, so many of them that I think so many people will pass by, but they need to sort of be... Um, introduced to so many of these things that pay tribute to the man that brought this all together. It's not Charles Mintz, uh, Tim Foster, I'm sorry to tell you, but really does go back to Walt Disney. <laughs> and I think the fact that we are continued to show sort of pay respect to the man to continue to learn more about the man and how he got there. And yes, I understand it was a team and it was Roy and it was countless numbers of, you know, executives and imagineers and artists and craftsmen and, and, and workers that, that put these places together. Uh, but it really is all about Walt Disney's and these tributes in, in physical form or subtle references. I am really, really grateful for that because I love being able to walk through with friends or family or whoever it may be and point those things out and give them hopefully a better appreciation of, of who the man was and why, you know, he was so important, not just as a corporate symbol, but uh, for, for bringing this all together. But the question that I have is that, look, We've only covered, what, 15 maybe or so of our things that we are most thankful for. I want to hear from those people who are listening, right? I want to hear from you, the listener. What are you most thankful for in Walt Disney World? Look, if it's the egg roll cart in Adventureland, go with it, brother, because that could be it. It doesn't matter. It could be the new charging stations in Fantasyland. It could be whatever it may be. I want you to come to the website over at wdwradio.com. Click on the podcast link. Find this week's episode that'll take you to the show notes. There you could leave a comment right there in the comment section. We'll keep the conversation going. Tim and Scott, I want you guys to hopefully pay attention too in case people have questions or, or questions about Charles Mintz or egg rolls or whatever. I'll tell it may you be. all about them. But I, I really want to hear because I'm sure there are things and there are sort of angles to that idea of being what we're thankful for that we haven't even thought of, right? And, I, and I'm very curious to hear what are the things that when they go to Walt Disney World or they leave Disney World say, you know, I'm really grateful for this. Or maybe they never even thought about it until now. So, you know, I, I love the parks. I love the food. I love Space Mountain. But I'm really thankful for this or this guy or this it could be an individual cast member it could be Art the Greeter be like man I was thankful to Art the Greeter because he did this and changed my perception of Disney World forever again go to the comments section there you can also if you want to call a voicemail you can call 407-900-9391 you can leave a voicemail I'll play that on the show sometimes talking about your thing you're thankful for is easier than writing about it as long as you are on the interwebs and the internet's Please go to guidetothemagic.com and celebrationspress.com. Tim Foster has all kinds of Disney goodies over there between his Guide to the Magic books, Celebrations Magazine. I think that you have a the, the free hug. Don't you give away free hugs, too, if they write every to you? Day, every day. Every day. day. Every yeah, day. and the next cover story of Celebrations will be Charles Mintz. You can hit <laughs> it on your wall, throw darts. I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> And uh, if you want to stock Scott Cornelius, just email me and I will give you his cell phone number. 
No, but Scott, I am. You leave uh, some voicemails. <laughs> you can leave Scott some voicemails too. But listen, Scott, I am very grateful. I am thankful again uh, to you, as uh, you are the the representative right now of everybody in the box and that's listening. And it's been such a uh, a great friend of mine with the show, and and be, and I am thankful in this time of Thanksgiving, and I say this all the time, uh, for you, right? Because without you, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be able to share my my love for Disney this way. So I am grateful to you for listening, for being a friend, for your contributions to the Dream Team, and everything that you do. And and you know, I think you guys and that sense of community that you've created really help to keep alive that that sense and that sort of magic that I think Walt was trying to instill. So for that and for you, I am thankful. Well, I'm, I'm truly thankful uh, for you and Tim both. Uh, the hard work that you, you guys... You don't have to say Tim uh, just because he's here. That's okay. Yeah, you well, know, don't, don't, you don't have and, to... Yeah. <laughs> and uh, just as a, an unsolicited commercial here... Um, anyone out there listening that does not subscribe to Celebrations Magazine, shame on you. Um, it is an absolutely phenomenal magazine. The pictures are beautiful, vibrant colors. I'm flipping through one right now. It's an old one uh, about uh, Splash Mountain. My, my family uses these uh, to dream about Disney when we're not down there, to plan for vacations. Uh, lose um, trivia books. We uh, we talk about and throw out questions at dinner time, and that's just a fun family time. Um, Tim's Guide to the Magic books uh, are fantastic. Actually, my kids have theirs full of uh, of autographs from the characters now, and it's a great keepsake they Scott, have if, from if, our family. If trip. you're trying to win your way back onto the show again, you're doing a really good job. Just so you know. Tim and I, I think well, we're both I, in agreement. I, I mean, the, the quality, the quality that you guys put out is absolutely stellar, and and I know I'm I'm raising my voice with others that are shouting at their car radios and iPods now, saying, "Yes, yes, you got it. Uh, you're right." Um, and just a big hearty thank you to both of you. I just want to add on a. T- uh, totally 100% unrelated note to everything that came before this that. Is Charles Mintz again? Yeah, no, I am no. totally thankful for Scott because he's the most awesome person in the entire world. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> there's a lot of love. Or there's uh, uh, a lot... Totally, totally unrelated. Uh, nothing. No. There's a, a lot of love or a lot of something in the room right now. So I think on that, I'm going to be thankful that this segment is over. Again, thanks to you guys. I really appreciate you, uh, you you sharing this time with me and sharing your thoughts. Everybody. You, too, if you're listening again, don't forget to share your thoughts about what you are most thankful for. Tim, I am definitely going to have you back. We've got a lot more top tens to be thankful for in the future. And, Scott, you keep seeing nice stuff like that. I promise we'll have you back on again. And I give many, many hugs for you in the future, my brother. Hey, happy Thanksgiving, guys. Same to double, you. Double. Happy Festivus. Yeah. Time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or the details, see how well you pay attention to what you see, and sometimes even, like this week, what you hear. 
I'll then randomly select one winner from all the correct entries for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week was our tribute in remembering and celebrating the life of Walt Disney's biological daughter, Diane Disney Miller, and that she had a sister, Sharon Disney, as well. But my question to you last week was, do you know the name of all of Walt Disney's siblings? I gave you a hint and a head start. One of them, as you know, of course, was Roy O., Roy Oliver Disney, but he also had two other brothers and a sister. His sister was Ruth Flora Disney, and his brothers were Herbert Arthur Disney and Raymond Arnold Disney. Again, congratulations to all of you who got this correct. I selected one winner randomly from the hundreds of correct entries. And last week's winner of all the audio tours, a luggage tag, button, and a signed copy of my Walt Disney World Trivia Book Volume 2 is Tim Francis. So, Tim, congratulations. I'll get your package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, don't worry, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So this week, I want to see how well not just you pay attention to the details in Walt Disney World and what you see, but also in what you hear. All you need to do this week is identify where in Walt Disney World this audio clip is or was from. Here you go. You also managed to pull off the most spectacular mission this place has ever seen. Congratulations. Thank you, Control. So you have until Sunday, December 8th at 11.59 p.m. to send your answers to contest at WDWRadio.com. Again, you're playing for all the audio walking tours of Walt Disney World, a WDW Radio luggage tag button, and a signed copy of my Walt Disney World trivia book, Volume 2. Good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks again for taking the time and tuning in this and every week. Happy belated Thanksgiving, no matter where you are or what you celebrate or not. Again, there is always something to be thankful for each and every day. Of course, I am so thankful to all of you for taking the time and listening each and every week. Don't forget, in addition to the podcast, which you can subscribe to over at iTunes, check out www.radio.com. In addition to the show notes for this and every past episode, there's also videos, multiple daily blog posts from lots of great contributors, our free email newsletter. You can download the free WDW Radio app, our fun, family-friendly discussion forums, and lots more. You can connect with me over on Twitter. I'm at Lou Mangiello. And come like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash WDW Radio. You can keep the conversation going there. I love hearing from you as well, too. If you want to call the voicemail, you can call 407-900-9391 with a question, a comment, or just a hello from the parks. Or if you have a specific question you want answered on the show, you can email me at lou at wdwradio.com. As much as I love hearing from you online, nothing beats a handshake and a hug. So hopefully I'll get a chance to meet you at one of our upcoming events, including our Meets of the Month in Walt Disney World. Our next is going to be our special holiday Meet of the Month. Anyone and everyone is invited. It's going to be Sunday, December 22nd at 9 a.m. We're going to start off with breakfast at Earl of Sandwich in downtown Disney then head on over to the AMC 24 Theater to catch the first showing of Saving Mr. Banks. For more information about this and other upcoming events in Walt Disney World and around the country, visit the events page at www.radio.com or the Facebook events page at facebook.com slash 
WDW Radio. Big thanks as always to my partners and sponsors, including Mouse Fan Travel. They are my official recommended travel provider because it's who I use and it's who I trust. And whether you're coming to Disney World, Land, Adventures by Disney, Cruise Line, wherever it may be, the team of agents over at MouseFanTravel.com give you the best possible prices, all available discounts, and an incredible level of personal attention and service that really is their hallmark all at no additional cost to you. Again, you can visit them over at mousefantravel.com. And as always, my friends, or you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Tell your friends, let others know about it. Tweet out that you're listening. Share links and come by and comment over on Facebook. And please come by, rate and review the show and the app over at iTunes as well. And finally, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, as I do all the time, I want to thank you sincerely again for taking the time to listen, to email, to come to events, and even if it's just a tweet or whatever it may be, it means so very much to me that you allow me to share my passion for Disney with you through the show and so many other ways. And I want you, right, to do that, the same thing, to feel the same way I do, right? So do the little things every day as best as you can. And I promise they will lead to great opportunities. Huge flames follow tiny sparks. Love a lot, laugh often, and always keep moving forward. Thanks again, everybody. Have a great week. So until next time, see ya. Hey, Little, it's the Stevens from Colorado. We could not make the cruise, but we did make uh, a few days down to Walt Disney World, and it was fantastic. We're heading back to Colorado right now. Tried to call you earlier, but I couldn't get through. I guess we were put on the fact that the new Disney policy for disabilities, uh, our daughter is in a wheelchair. That system works just fine. No problems, no issues. Hope to see you again. We're going down in April, and maybe we can see you at a meet and greet. Otherwise, take care, my friend. Goodbye. Hey, Lou. Uh, my name is Danny Moynihan, and I just wanted to say that I uh, just really enjoyed your podcast about Diane Disney. And I had been looking around the Internet, hoping to hear a really good biographical, you know, interview. I really enjoyed it, and, and it felt good to hear some of those stories. And I, I think that, uh, you know, I think that the, that the company and the, and the Disney name and the parks just really lost uh, something uh, – Precious, and that was, it was nice to hear your uh, podcast, you tribute there. Uh, loved it. Great. I hope uh, hope it goes well. Uh, your, I'm going to be listening to your podcast uh, more now. I like it. I'm going to share it with some of my friends. Uh, I'll talk to you. Uh, I'll talk to you later. Thanks a lot. Hi, Lou. This is Pete Cavone uh, from New York. I wanted to give you a quick little review on me and my wife's experience with the Magic Bands and the overall my experience at on our latest trip, which was just last week during the Food and Wine Fest, which was also coincidentally our first Food and Wine Fest. Um, basically, the bands made the entire trip a new way uh, to experience Disney for us. We no longer, using the Fast Pass Plus system, had to wake up at 7 a.m. or earlier just to get to parks, in particular Hollywood Studios to get a fast pass, the ticket, you know, the actual paper fast pass for Toy Story. We didn't have to get up early to rush to Magic Kingdom because Fantasyland is going to be bonkers, you know, after the first two hours of being opened. We were able to book our rides in advance, top three, 
three, not a huge number, but for a starting point, it's fine. Really, in Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios, it's actually a fine number. Even in Epcot, it's a fine number. Magic Kingdom is where you probably would love that number to be five, you know, four at the, at the least, because there is so much and such a crowd there. But gone was the rushing, you know, with the crowd at the rope drop just to try to get a paper ticket. And then, you know, losing all that time in between, we were able to walk around a lot more, relax a lot more, walk through the shops, which I'm sure is ultimately one of the big goals uh, for the company, you know, to have people not rushing around from station to station, but to take a little more time to go through the shops, maybe pick up that extra little thing that you weren't going to before. For the Food and Wine Fest, we did use the gift card um, way of doing it, but in hindsight, I think it would have been even easier using the Magic Band because, you know, just tap it. Just tap it to the little sensor, and that's it. You're on your way. Um, it is good, though, maybe to have the gift card because that gives you a balance and a little more of a limit because, wow, you can really go nuts if you wanted to at the Food and Wine Fest, and uh, and we did. So uh, for us, it was really just a great experience. Took a lot of the stress from the trip out and gave us a lot more time to relax, a little extra time to sleep in, you know, not worry about, you know, getting there so fast. Gave us more of a time to sit down and actually eat breakfast when actually eating breakfast, not just thinking, all right, we got to get going because we got to get over here and then we got to get over there. Um, being local... I don't know how you know how much of a difference it makes since you're able to make the trip a lot more, but we go twice a year usually um, using our DVC, and it just made it that much better. We look forward to actually being residents in about two years. So. You go. 